Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, Halima. Hi, Ioni. And hello to the lovely listeners. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester Online, in print, and everywhere else. And I'm Halima, the community editor at Polyester Zine and the co-host of the Polyester Podcast. We are back with a Sleepover Club episode this week, where we have all the discussions you have at Sleepover with your best friends. Oh yeah, and soon enough, we'll be back with an obsessions episode where we speak to somebody we admire, but something that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. So... Halima, before we get started, yeah. we should remind our gorgeous listeners to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast and also tell their friends about this podcast so everyone can hear our gorgeous voices yes. in their ears. So please do that. It makes our podcast much easier to like be found on mm-hmm. the platforms and helps us grow and we really, really appreciate it. Halima, what are we talking about? This week, we're talking yeah. about female scammers. Female scammers. Female scammers. Is <laughs> <in> France? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like um, female scammers have been such a big thing for such a long time. Like mm-hmm. probably since the original Anna Delvey article came out. But we're, so I, so I would consider this to be like the second wave of interest. Definitely. In that like now all the TV shows are coming out about the people that popped off like a few years ago. Mm-hmm, definitely. Because I was thinking, because when, when I was doing the research for this episode, one of the things I mentioned, because they mentioned that obviously this um, topic has been quite like a obsession within Hollywood. And I think mean, one of the, one of the first big ones, I mean, there's been lots of them. Do you remember the bling ring? Yeah. That was, and they made the whole movie about the bling ring. I can't yeah. remember, I know Sophia Copler, Copler did that one yeah but most recently they did Hustlers in it with them oh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez in 2019 also the person who wrote the Inventing Anna story for what is it the cut wrote that wrote the Hustler the story Hustlers, as well yeah, I know I Isn't know that crazy shout out to oh, Jessica Pressler he's a journalist. she's a bad bitch <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's been a massive obsession for Hollywood for quite a while yeah and it's interesting to kind of see how like these female scammers influence our culture or like the collective reactions to them because especially I don't know (laughs) I watched Inventing Anna and I am watching also the dropout about Elizabeth Holmes and I'm just gonna say it I love Anna Delvey you you can say that yeah (laughs) (laughs) she is interesting I mean I I I I love crime it really like let me say that with nuance I love like I love, <laughs> I love like stories about stealing like it actually like 
also when I get like a like a very physical reaction from it like I love stories about stealing uh, I loved watching the bling ring like after I watched the bling ring I like investigated the story like for multiple days afterwards yeah. or even after I watched Hustlers I had a very physical reaction to watching Hustlers like it made me emotional after like I was I like I want to rob I want to I mean I think there's nuance to it because obviously they were like drugging men and stuff but like I just love shows about like stealing i find them so exciting me too i think i think like especially when i was just watch well okay it's actually kind of different but like with hustlers and the bling ring i mean i i think i was just like slightly too young to be aware of the bling ring when it was happening um and then i remember when the film came out i did go and see it in the cinema yeah yes I think. I'm you were, it, sure. was, it was 2013. Yeah, I went to see it during like a summer at uni. Mm. Because I remember all my friends were obsessed with the bling ring and then obviously obsessed with Sophia Coppola and the film is absolute shit, which is really annoying. Well, the bling ring? Yeah, it's I so bad. It. Do you? <laughs> I love the film so much. Emma Watson was incredible in that movie. One no. of her best performances. Oh my God. <laughs> this is like one of your most controversial opinions today. <laughs> to you? No, to everyone. No. That performance is like universally hated. Well, people are incorrect because she did a smashing job. Something that I am finding interesting about inventing Anna, um, kind of like reigniting the Anna Delvey discourse though, is like, I remember it so clearly going around when it was broke, like when that story broke. And it obviously then watched the whole show. And then after that, like now, what we're seeing play out is like, you know, the next part of her story or whatever. And I like, I think it's so fun to see her being redeemed. <laughs> like, for example, also the people, like, even the people that I follow on Instagram that are like in the fashion industry or like work for big brands, when she was calling out Rachel, her friend, mm-hmm. were like reposting the story and be like, go off. Like, they loved it. And I just think that is so fucking funny. It's true. Even like saying like the way Julia Fox, our gal, is responding to um, Anna Delvey or like the fact that she's even friends with her and like supports her in, in any way is, it's interesting. The kind of, I think she has like a kind of a cult following of support. I mean, it's so funny that like if you look at Call Her Daddy for the past like month, it's been Julia Fox, then Chloe Cherry, and then Anna Delvey. And then Wait, Julia. is Anna Delvey on her podcast? Yeah. No way! And then Julia Fox's podcast has been Chloe Cherry and Anna Delvey. Like, they're all quite, like, all the galleys. And obviously we have a spike in that too because we had Chloe Cherry on. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know Anna was going to be on Julia's podcast. Yeah, yeah, she was on Julia's and on Call Her Daddy. No way. She's getting around, man. I know. And then you say she was deported back to Germany or something. Yeah, so she was deported back to Germany on Tuesday. Damn. And I found out the news because Julia Fox posted on her story, like, obviously I don't, I'm not in America and I don't speak to um, inmates in ICE, but it was like an app, like a calling app kind of thing Ah. where you can see if you're like approved or whatever. And it was like Anna Sorokin released and she, and then Julia Fox put it on her Instagram, like, guess the stories are true. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. People do love Anna Delvey. They love the, the show. I like the show. But also what I think is so interesting about that is like, it's this weird intersection of like something we've spoken about a lot before on the podcast with Eden as well about like the kind of untouchable aspiration of like the upper society of New York. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's so different to the London 
or UK scene because London is so entrenched in like old money, like literal like aristocratic, horrible <laughs> money yeah. that it like digs so deep. I feel like it would be really hard to scam in the London scene, but in yeah. America, it kind of it's kind of like the American dream, isn't it? Like anything That's exactly, is possible. I was going to say the exact same thing. I guess it's like this whole idea that like you can literally go to New York and like you can make it out of nothing, and people are like. I've always been dreaming about New York. It needs to be New York. Like even Anna has this whole thing about how the Anna Delvey Association needs to be in New York. It needs to be the mm-hmm. central of in New York life. Like it definitely is the um this old American dream that they're selling you that people still like buy into. Maybe yeah, I think a little bit less now, but definitely in like twenty tens esque. Yeah, that was definitely massive. And I think there's something about like just the fact that so much of her story like just particularly her but it also crosses over to like the bling ring and hustlers like these kind of like working class or like you know not rich story like rags to riches stories but through cotton it's like as someone who runs like a quote-unquote business it's like all of the things that Anna did seem like so impossible that it's like what the fuck is investment? Like, I still don't know. Like, what does a hedge fund mean? What does this, what does that? And she worked out how to play them at their own game. Like, I remember in Tarvi's, I think it was like her leaving letter for Rookie, like her final editor's letter. And she was basically just saying like, I felt like a scammer the whole time because I didn't know anything about these businesses. And like, suddenly I was in these rooms where I was expected to know like quarterly turnover and like blah, 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 blah. And she was like a kid. And I feel like that's so such a like feeling that so many people have when they're trying to do something in adulthood that like they don't have familial wealth or like experienced families because obviously we don't get taught anything Mm -hmm. so then it's kind of like oh well Anna managed to game that system and also validated all of us in that we all feel like scammers but then she showed us what an actual con was that's one of the things that when I was reading the research for this people were mentioning like one of the allure with Anna Delvey was the fact that like she seems so smart and like like she seems like an elite criminal if that makes sense like she was able to like she understood things that like even though you're saying like you like with you running a business that like, you don't even understand like the whole thing with investment and like pitching to people and stuff like that like she comes across as somebody who like like an elite scammer, somebody who's like, maybe even, I don't want to say she's a genius, but you know, people, even people are calling Elizabeth Holmes a genius. Like mm-hmm. these, do you know what I mean? So like, I guess that's what people are kind of drawn to them because of like, they, they seem like, it's kind of like a, like a, like a Sherlock Holmes type thing or like a Luther type thing. Like their intelligence is like really appealing. Yeah. So I think this is where it gets interesting because like, yeah, we both love Anna Delvey. And also, you do We both love right? Anna Delvey. Let's be calm here. I don't love her. <laughs> yeah, but we, as in, we've had our little 10 minutes of okay, like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I applaud her stealing from rich people. I, I don't care about people stealing from rich people. This is why I like crime. No, exactly. But I feel like it's interesting because, like, there, there are these stories we've mentioned of, like, um, unrich people gaming a rich person's world, which I think is. <laughs> admirable don't ever use this podcast audio if I get caught scamming <laughs> um, but then it's kind of interesting to see how Hollywood like tars all scammers with the same brush of like mm. excellence um, and I think that directly applies to Elizabeth Holmes and in particular her portrayal like the Anna Seyfried I don't know if that's who, Amanda Seyfried 
is that even how you say that woman's name? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, representation <laughs> of her in The Dropout, which I've only watched the first three episodes of. But Are you enjoying it? No. No, I was going to say, I don't think you are. I'm not saying, oh, no, I'm not enjoying I'm enjoying it from a critical eye point of view. Oh, and as, because, as, an, as a TV watcher, do you think it's a good, like... I don't think it's good and I don't think it's a good representation either because like the first three episodes are basically like her girl boss story or like they kind of try and justify her actions in a way and I haven't got to the bit where she actually does the scam yet um like she's starting to do it but she hasn't fully got there spoiler alert but also it's a real life story so whatever um (laughs) It's like basically the first few episodes go through her like not childhood but just before she's about to go to college and she does this like transfer program in Beijing and then she goes to is it Stanford that she drops out of I don't know whatever like an elite university in America and then like she's so smart she gets in on like the graduate science club even though she's only a freshman and like blah 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 and like she's trying to follow like Steve Jobs and like the owners of Yahoo who apparently also went there and like so she gets all this investment and sets up I can't even remember what her company was called anymore Thanos or something yeah Thanos yeah it's a mixture between I can't even remember I remember this clip (laughs) (laughs) um and it's basically justifying all this in (laughs) the justification is so weird so it's like she wanted to make a company where the blood test was just like the finger prick blood test and did all this because her mom was scared of blood and her dad lost his job. Uh. So it's meant to be like this really like, you know, like they weren't ever poor, by the way, like they live in a gorgeous house in like, I think they live in the Bay. I don't know, whatever. It's like very luxe. But then he loses his job and her mom's a scaredy cat. And so then suddenly she's like, oh, I want to be a genius and I'm going to make this company and she just doesn't have it it's basically kind of similar to what i was saying about how everyone always feels like they're just making stuff up as they go along but she actually was and i feel like when it's people who's healthcare, especially in america you can't fuck with shit like that oh i was gonna say because i started watching the um the dropout the show with the elizabeth holmes one i couldn't keep going through it because of her voice and that sounds so mean but I read an article that was like, she has this Margaret Thatcher-esque voice and how apparently she deepens her voice. Yeah, that's like a whole part of the show. Is so it? Like she starts by just having like a normal voice, you know, not to say any voice is normal, but as in her natural voice. Mm-hmm. And then like, as she's trying to get investors or like be a serious hashtag girl boss, she starts like the weird, deep vocal fry that she's become like infamous for. It's a whole, like, point of the show. And the show seems to try and, like, walk this weird line between, like, earnest and making you feel sorry for her because, like, she feels like she has to fit in a hashtag man's world or whatever. And then, like, these weird moments of, like, I think they might be unintentional humour where she does, like, yeah, start putting on this voice and stuff. Mm, Mm. I don't know. I don't fuck with it. I think this is my thing, like, Elizabeth Holmes is not cool like i don't like people don't vibe we don't vibe with her because what she did was fucking awful but i also have this thing with same a similar thing with inventing anna where like inventing anna was a really fun show and i I didn't finish it because i didn't care after you know i didn't care after the story was published because i liked (laughs) the drama of the story being published in the show but like i find it also hard a little bit hard to like her character because 
of her classism in the show and i guess like it's it's true classism because she actually was super classist Mm -hmm. so like i just find like i don't know because i with anna delvey i I get i know she was scamming like um rich people which is fun but also it's interesting to hear the way she thinks about or treats working class people or, or talks about people who are poor hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But then also to to see what Elizabeth Holmes was doing with healthcare, which like would directly affect you know some of the most marginalized people in society. I think it's connection there, maybe. Yeah, and it's funny what I was saying about like the fashion world embracing Anna because that's a very like fashion stereotypical fashion world thing, like being like stop being poor, like all exactly. of that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's very true. I mean, I suppose <laughs> I'm just gonna go to bat for Anna Delby, even though like I'm not even that invested. Do it, maybe maybe she'll come on the podcast. Yeah, but in the like <laughs> obviously in the um in Inventing Anna, it was a caricature, but also like she was actually poor, so it was a lot of entrenched classism, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like true. maybe it was a character played up to cope with that and it was it's been interesting to read her um like op-eds she's been writing from prison where she has highlighted like what the um conditions are like in ice and like the types Mm. of people she meets in ice and like their stories as well which I think is like a notable thing to do with her kind of platform that she has now because obviously she is very privileged even though she is in detention like she was in ice Mm -hmm. and it's a interesting way to throw like a gaze onto the immigration system in America through like this white fake heiress. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. But yeah, I totally agree. There was also loads of fat phobia in Inventing Anna. So much. It was not like in the first episode. Yeah, like you look fat. Okay, cool. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> God. Um, but with Elizabeth Holmes, I think also with his interesting because like, she was char- like she became a caricature herself like whereas Anna Delvey kind of like was just her but 
Elizabeth Holmes came to represent so much more, like with the way that she was trying to mimic Steve Jobs in her dress and stuff and all of this. Like she basically became a joke from the off, whereas like I don't think Anna Delvey Sorokin ever became that. Which is so interesting because like people because people would talk about her in the show like Anna was the it girl like she was this and she was that and I saw this tweet the other day and it was like with it was a picture of Anna when she was on that holiday and her hair people were talking about the fact that her hair looked really crazy yeah. and then somebody was like there's no way this girl was an it girl look at the look at her split ends and it was a black girl who said it like I know white girls white girls are the funny don't they know how to split or whatever whatever but I just found it interesting because like when you look at the like the way she was dressing or stuff like that and then people talked about like her her influence I feel like I'm looking at her, pictures of her it doesn't seem to match up with the way people with, with, with the way the show described her Hmm. she looked like a pretty basic white girl yeah but it's also interesting because like for example Anna was Anna has been perceived to deal with like frivolous things like money clothes fashion art same with bling ring same with obviously hustlers because sex work is like considered a very unserious thing which obviously we don't believe but like with Elizabeth Holmes healthcare that also ties into this other scammer that I have written about in my book lol pre-order poor little sick girls called Belle Gibson have you heard of her nope so she's an Australian scammer and she basically it's really fucked up like trigger warning for cancer and stuff basically she pretended to have cancer and pretended to innovate this new cancer treatment which was no treatment it was just going off treatment and only eating like a specific diet and a specific like way of life and she made this thing called the whole pantry which was like at first an instagram account and then it got made into an app and then she got a major publishing deal like eight figure publishing deal and all these girls that had like terminal conditions like or like different stages of cancer were following her blindly and it came out that she just never had cancer this is awful right and i think this is why and then like yeah she got revealed or whatever and admitted she never had it and it's just kind of gone into hiding she hasn't gone to prison or anything as far as i know um and i write about this in the book because of like the Elizabeth Holmes and the Belle Gibson thing, this link between like our societal obsession with wellness is really leaving us. And it's like this concoction of wellness and influence. So the way you're saying that like people are commenting on our Instagram calling Anna Delvey the it girl, like, and what we were saying on the it girl episode about our influences becoming it girls, that girl, all of this stuff that we do follow blindly lifestyle advice we see on the internet Belle Gibson is like the perfect example of this type of scammer where she actually like came to harm people's lives. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than Elizabeth Holmes did because like the blood testing was really exploitative, but didn't, as far as I know, didn't actually like result in illness or anything like this. It might have done. So I haven't fact checked that. But it's like our obsession with kind of like, yeah, being well and also loving influencers is making us so susceptible to the and like idolizing these scammers in a certain way is making us so susceptible to them definitely i'm shook i've never heard about this person it's so weird that they how much they've stayed under the radar because when did they do this like what when did this even happen it was a couple of years ago and then the reason i found out about it it was 2015 that was kind of like her come up and then in 2017 she was in like the federal court um, and in 2016, she was given, like, she had legal action brought against her. So it was a little while ago. But the reason I found out about it is because when I was writing the book, like, there was a BBC documentary about her that had some of the, like, girlies that followed her and stuff 
it's just absolutely wild. And I feel like a lot of this stuff kind of happens now. And by glorifying, like, it's so funny. I mean, I think we're talking about like lots of different things, like imposter syndrome class, like making it kind of in the 21st century world. And because it's so like, it's kind of uncharted territory, like how we can use the internet to project influence and turn that into capital we are like lifting up these absolute grifters as mm-hmm. our idols. God. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we have a show about her, like an actual like like show like they're doing with um Anna Delvey and the dropout, because Hollywood also just copy each other, so That's true. But I feel like also I don't really know what my point was here. But yeah, it's like, oh what's the line between I suppose what's the line between like frivolity and serious harm when it comes to scamming is what I am yeah. dancing around. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult because like one of the critiques with um, inventing Anna that I was seeing online was like um, the amount of time she was in prison for her crime. Unsure how much she like scammed, like how much money she got, but people were just comparing it to a particular case about this young boy called Khalif Browder who was held at records as well for stealing a backpack that had valuable items. The backpack had a camera, a credit card, an iPad touch in the bag um, and he was yeah put in records for two years, I think, and he was in solitary com- confinement for 17 years. He was brutally punished and like br- like, r- like severely abused while he was in records and he, he, he had multiple suicide attempts and he killed himself when he was 22. Um so like I don't know like I feel like you're there is a line and it's hard because like these things seem frivolous and fun and then you realize that there's different like racial double standards or or sexism within play or or like um like different things with ableism and wellness and, and it becomes like I've, I feel depressed having this conversation, especially especially after you mentioned the, the Bell Gibson thing. Like, I'm just yeah. shocked. Like, it, it, you're right there. It's it's weird. It's kind of like Stranger Than Fiction, isn't it? Like, yeah. a lot of these stories, like, the reason why we're so kind of, like, enamoured by someone like Anna Delvey is because it is, like, literally something, like, out of a book, like Confessions of a Shopholic or Legally Blonde or whatever that just could feel so made up. And then on the flip side of that, so could Belle Gibson and Elizabeth Holmes, like these normal women, like scamming their way into like millions and billions via our medical systems. Yeah. So it feels unreal. And I think that's why it's easy for us to romanticize it or feel that we have like such a cultural, like that we own it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That we have, we are allowed to like consume that story however we want. But I think if we do it, like Anna, Anna is one thing like yeah I truly don't care that she wanted to set up a members club and got bankers to help her do it it's funny um but like I do see a problem with souping all these women together and lol True. okay don't kill me Caroline Car- Calloway made a sil- similar point on her TikTok recently interesting <laughs> so it's like the last TikToks she put out before Caroline has gone offline to like go write this book finally or whatever and she was kind of saying because she came up at the same time that the Anna Delvey and Elizabeth Holmes story broke and the Fire Festival story broke and another story which I can't remember. She was directly being like compared to these scammers where obviously what she did was just like not comparable. Like I think she was definitely doing a small little grift. Mm. But like what is like, you know, I know lots of people that know, I don't know them personally, but I see lots of people on the internet like 
starting GoFundMe's and then like just never doing what they say they're going to do with the money or whatever. And I feel like that's more the Caroline Calloway. Like she's not clever. Mm, I don't want to say she's not clever, but like I don't think she intentionally grifted. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like we always people always talk about Caroline Calloway, and I feel like I've just forgotten what she's even what what has she no, done. So basically, the the scammer thing was because remember she sold those tickets to like a day with Caroline event, and it was like. $200 and you got like a jam jar and a salad and then she'd just chat with you all day. Was it? I thought it was because her she's popular on Instagram and then it, found, it came out that her friend used to write her Instagram paragraphs No, that so it actually wasn't her or some shit like the that. The jam jar thing came first like the events. Oh, and, right. and then her writing partner quote unquote Natalie like sold her story and that was when it was like oh she has a ghostwriter thing um, and was like my life with Caroline or whatever it was basically just a really messy friendship and this is also what i'm saying by like how we're so desperate for these kind of drama stories is that we'll literally like take something quite like local minimal like, yeah it is a local story yeah and we've literally turned her into like a worldwide it's true. and you were right that we, lump, we lump in these people together we lump in like people who do incredibly serious crimes people who do quite frivolous frivolous things that you know that seem funny and fun um but yeah, it's a it's a lot. Shout out to Caroline Calloway. <laughs> Come on our podcast, baby. <laughs> Indeed. But I should also mention, because I forgot to say with the Khalif Browder thing, because yeah. I forgot to mention that it was alleged that he stole a backpack that the police never found. So I think that that's worth mentioning as well, that, you know, his family was put in prison for something that I, I don't think he actually did do. Um, but and I guess it all comes back to like when these women go into trial to see how long their prison case, like how long their cases will go out for or, or the result of their case it always you always see a lot of um like differences in with when it comes to race and stuff like that this might be like a really clapped point <laughs> but i think it is kind of positive that these scammer stories like whether they are genuinely exploitative or quite frivolous do expose basically like the farce that is America in yeah, so definitely. many ways. Like, I agree. if Elizabeth Holmes got all this money on literally something she fucking never made, and like Anna Delvey managed to do that, and like just everything about the like judicial, judicial is that how you say it? Judicial, judicial, the judicial <laughs> system is like just so fucked here yeah. too but obviously all the examples we're talking of are in america, america apart from val gibson who's australian yeah and it does kind of give these opportunities to be like there is so much discrepancy but also just the whole country <laughs> is built on like lies true also you think about i mean did you watch the tindler swindler yes that fella who he literally how long did he go to prison for not very long no and he went on like an unrelated charge yeah so like I don't know the prison system I mean I don't think I mean abolition and all that but yeah, like exactly it's just it's just sad to see like the, the way black and brown people suffer in prison compared to some of these people who do tend to do worse or, or harsher crimes than black and brown people and of course it does intersect with wealth even if it is like badly acute like wrongly accumulated wealth like because we do consider Anna to be the heiress even though she obviously isn't and we do mm-hmm. Like, we immediately associate Elizabeth Holmes with the first female billionaire. Like, mm. that will always be their legacy, even though they were fake and we know they're fake. Yeah. So they obviously, like, it's like once you get money, even if you are caught, you're essentially left off the hook in America. Definitely. <laughs> 
We've got to wrap up. I feel like that was a sad ending. That was a sad ending. I, I, my mood just changed after Bella Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that somebody would do something like that. But that's the thing. And I feel like we let it into our lives quite a lot. And you should read the book, lol. Not to make this a whole plug for the book, but in like how insidious kind of influences are in infiltrating our mindsets and using different techniques to get money out of us. Especially when it's with wellness as well. Exactly. I feel like so a lot of people love to make fun, make fun of like some of the more ancient ways that people of color would, you know, use like healing and stuff like that. But yeah. some of these white people literally make up fucking rubbish and yeah. we all just fucking don't question it. <laughs> and on that note (laughs) (laughs) thank you Halima for a lovely episode thank you Ioni thank you to all the listeners and please remember to like subscribe rate and review we will love you forever we'll see you next week with another sleepover club episode thank you to Gina and Gina and Eden and Charlotte and Grace and Hattie and Clarissa and of course Olivia for editing this episode we'll see you soon goodbye bye Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.